welcome to our podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Kenna. And this is Content Chaos. Alright, so on Sunday, May 22nd, Sam and Colby are, if you don't know, YouTubers, and they're starting their season two called Empath. Empath. I don't remember what season one was called. It's called The Attachment. The Attachment. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, okay. We'll get into that, that We'll though. get into that. But, uh, yeah, so if you don't know, they're into paranormal um, activities. They ghost go to, hunting. Mm-hmm. They go to um, paranormal spots that are known for, like, ghosts, and they usually get the background on of the place, and then they do their own type of ghost hunting. And they've come a long way since, like, their first episodes. Oh, boy, have they. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But we're going to talk about season one today. We're going to kind of go in uh, to detail about um, some major events from each episode. So there's eight episodes total. Season two is only seven. So they didn't do the same amount for season two. Wait, it's only seven? Yeah, I looked at it this morning. There's only seven. So, uh. they, so they changed it up a little bit. Um, but we decided a little bit of background that everyone should know before we talk about season one is Sam's... Attachment. Attachment. Person, thing, that likes to follow him around. It's, as Colby likes to say, he has a spirit in his ass. Yeah, it's, it's, he doesn't know that quite at the beginning of this season, but that's quickly the theme. That's why, obviously, they named it the attachment. That's obviously the theme of the series. And this all started at the video that they did right before season one, which was at the Sally House, Mm -hmm. which is in Kansas. Mm -hmm. And basically, there's this supposed little girl, but it's known as kind of like this demon disguised as this little girl. Sometimes they use the word puppet master. Like, they think that um, a demon is controlling (laughs) this little girl. Um, because that's why when they go to so many haunted places, there's a little girl that runs around, um, because it's seen more as innocent than what it truly is. And it draws you in because of, like, it being a child rather than, like, maybe, like, an adult figure. So, basically, Sam sits on this burned pentagram in the basement of the Sally House and challenges the demon, because they didn't really get that much activity at the Sally House, so obviously they, for YouTube, they had to, um... (laughs) make it interesting and he gets really hot he gets a headache I believe and he had like red marks on his neck I don't know for sure like what happened there like if he like was scratching his neck or what Mm -hmm. but he just didn't look yeah he was not feeling great afterwards because he basically sat on the pentagram and be like show me what you can do so that's where they believe he got his attachment we'll learn later that that's probably not the case but that's further on yeah we'll get into that later (laughs) but so now let's start with season one um the attachment all right so we start off with episode one which is in fort henry and they went all the way to canada Mm mm-hmm And they meet up with Selena Spooky Boo. If you don't know, she's a TikToker. Um, And she actually has an interesting story behind her whole, like, ghost experience. Um, When she talks about the Ouija board that her and her friends would always play with. Yes. Do you want to tell the story? 
Sure. <laughs> um, it's not a great story, no, but you know. It's a um, very sad story. So, I guess her and her friends used to, like, play around with a Ouija board, and they always thought that, you know, they were moving it themselves, whatever, didn't think it was real, and they, um, what did they do? They, like... They put, they kind of, like, bet their firstborn child. Like, they, like, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but they kind of put it out there, like, hey, you can, like, take my firstborn child, and blah, 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 or whatever, while they're messing with a Ouija board. Yeah, and now, later in life, none of them can have children. Right. Coincidence? I don't know. I, that's... None, the fact that none of them can have children, and she's had, like, multiple, she's talking about multiple miscarriages and, like, uh, stillbirth, I believe, Mm -hmm. and, um, none of her friends are able to have children either, and she, we learn, like, through the two episodes they do in Canada that she is pretty empathic. Yes, she is. She actually mentions that she has a pretty cool gift. She says that she can kind of, like, click in and click out of it. Like, she can see moments of time, like, in the past, like, in the, like, present, like, when she, like, clicks into it, and, um... Like, the ghosts are showing it to her. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, she says, like, disassociate with herself. Yeah. And, like, tap into more, like, spiritual, but you can go back to Fort Henry. Circle back. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Circle back. Um, so in Fort Henry, I'm just gonna touch on a a few things that happened. So some of the big, biggest things is that when they were doing this thing called the Estes Method, um, where you have a spirit box which basically runs through radio frequencies like mm-hmm. really fast and then it only puts out energy for you to hear certain words which is supposedly put out by the spirits. And you put in headphones and then you wear um, a blindfold Mm -hmm. so then your senses are completely like like you can't hear what the group is asking so it's solely just you listening to the spirit box Mm -hmm. anyway so during this method Sam gets a little (laughs) attacked (laughs) not physically but definitely um, pointed out (laughs) <laughs> yes. Singled out, I would say. <laughs> and the spirit box um, says a few words like yellow and friend. And Sam was wearing a yellow winter coat. Mm-hmm. He was the only one wearing yellow. Mm-hmm. And it said that it wanted to be his friend. Which is a theme throughout the episodes. You hear the word friend a lot on the yes. spirit boxes or the obelisk, especially when it's referencing Sam, which I find interesting. Yeah, and it was just, like, kind of weird because at first they thought that just, like, both Sam and Colby had, like, an attachment because of going to the Sally house because um, it didn't, like, single anyone out. Mm-hmm. Um any, like, before that event, they really didn't have, like, they had an idea that something might be with them, but they didn't really know with who or what it was or what it might be, and, like, through this process of it singling out Sam and then them just being at the Sally house, they kind of came to the conclusion that I, like, Sam really 
antagonize that demon. <laughs> yes. And they also brought along Kat, which is Sam's girlfriend. Also a little bit of an empath. Yes. She's very sensitive to, like, the spirits. Like, she tends to feel a lot more than um, both Sam and Colby do. I think it was interesting how Selena and Catler would, like, bounce off each other. Yes. They're like, oh, are you feeling this? Are you feeling this? And they were both, like, in agreement most of the time. Yeah. And then also through the Estes method, it also mentioned um, Pink, and Kat has pink hair, and she is Sam's girlfriend, so that also kind of clued them into only Sam having the (laughs) attachment. Um, But I think that was, like, the main thing that happened in that um, particular episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So then uh, episode two is also in Canada. Mm-hmm. So they go to the Hill House or Casa Luma. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, that's the actual name of it is Casa Luma, but it's called the Hill House because of the haunting of Hill House, which is a show. It is a show. A show. I haven't watched the show. I, have, I haven't seen it. I wasn't sure if it was a show or a movie, but I tried to avoid scary movies or scary shows just in general this is like real life stuff that i can get into but like the actual like movie and production of like scary things just freak me out way too much i feel like it's just like the jump scares that like suck the most but well and i'm not seeing any scary like ghosts through the youtube video you know (laughs) i'm not seeing the nun like dripping in blood you know what i'm saying it's more like of your imagination which I can handle a bit more than <laughs> this picture in my than mind. Than, like, a physical being. Right. Um, anyway, they bring Selena and Kat again, um, but also Erin, which is a medium. Um, and she can't physically see the ghost. She said that she asked them not to show them, like, show themselves to her. So I don't know if that means she can and doesn't want to, or if she just uh, just can't. And uh, she sees more of pictures in her head. Like, we talk about Selena, who gets, like, pictures from the past. That's kind of what Aaron is more turned into. And they actually ask Aaron about attachments. And she told Sam that she saw, or she got more of an energy of a male presence with him. I think it's interesting that she said male, because when we talk about earlier, another medium they meet, doesn't identify it as male or female or human so and also that would mean that it might not be sally is not a little girl right and she just suggests that she just you just ask it to leave like if sam wants it to be gone he just asks it to not like be with him anymore but at this point sam actually says i don't know if i want it to be gone like I don't know if I want to ask it to leave and that's where Kat like freaks out She's like, which is oh. insane because like um I wouldn't want a spirit just to be like following me around bro right I just feel like Sam's coming from the point where he's like well maybe this will actually make me believe or we'll have some actual like because throughout this process they're trying to convince themselves that this paranormal stuff is real and I do think they believe in it but they're still looking for that next step because Sam or Colby haven't really seen anything yeah they they don't necessarily like they've never actually like seen 
something like in front of them it's Mm -hmm. mostly just like through their equipment or like hearing sounds Mm -hmm. and I think it is really interesting that both Sam and Colby are skeptical themselves Mm -hmm. like they do this for a living like Mm -hmm. they go ghost hunting for a living and they still are trying to prove it to themselves every video that they do. I think that's also part of the maturity because if you watch some of their old old videos about like seances in their house or whatever they kind of take it as a joke but now it's really not a joke to them like they really want to find something and prove it to the world like hey this stuff exists. They're definitely starting to take it a little bit more seriously. (laughs) Yeah so um Back to the Hill House. It was built by Sir Henry and his wife, Lady Mary. And they're, um, basically, Sir Henry was super rich, like the richest guy in Canada. And he built this really big um, mansion, castle, whatever you want to call it. And those two are ones that are seen throughout um, the house. And you can, they tried to talk to Sir Henry in his bedroom, and they really didn't get anything. Okay, so in the office, there's known to be an apparition that is walking um, by the windows, and some people can see it from the outside, just this figure pacing back and forth by the windows, and that's said to be Sir Henry. And another interesting thing about the office is that Erin, the medium, said she got really good vibes in that room, and like she's like, this is a good safe spot, like, if you guys need to regroup. But Kat and Selena... They were both like, we got really bad vibes from this room. Like, this is not a good room. Like, we don't agree with the medium. Which is kind of interesting, like, with their psychic, not psychic, but, like, empathic um, abilities. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't, and also, back to the medium pointing out that there was a male figure with Sam. And we're not sure that it's a male. Yeah. So, I guess you can, like, call into question the legitimacy of the medium but she seemed fine yeah Um, so I don't know but then they try the office they basically don't get much there either they get a music box so a music box is when uh something steps in front of it it goes off it's a motion detector yeah Yeah. and then it plays a freaking creepy ass song yeah Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) they get a little bit music box activity, but basically the thing tells them to leave. So they do, and because they're smart this time, right? (laughs) They don't want to mess anything. They don't usually leave when it tells them to leave. No, but they weren't getting much else. So then they headed to the maid room. So this is one of the two main things that happened during this episode. They are using the obelisk, which is like basically a spirit box, but it says words out loud. And it's very, like, clear. It's not It's not running through, like, radio frequency. It has, like, a dictionary mm-hmm. built into it. So, like, it then, like, the energy goes through and, you Yeah, know. it pulls from that dictionary, which could seem like there's only a certain amount of words in there. But you'd be surprised by the amount of words that... The types of words that they get through there are insane. Mm-hmm. Like, words that you wouldn't think that would even come up. Right. And that's kind of, like, moving into uh, the story is they get the word crossover and, like, words like help. So, obviously, the person in this room wants help, like, crossing over. Obviously, they're stuck here. They need, they want Sam and Colby to help them. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, before they um, do the prayer, the last thing that comes over the obelisk is Jackie. 
So that's what they call the spirit is Jackie. And Selena, like, tries to talk to it. They're like, Jackie, okay, close your eyes. Like, try to see the light. Like, we're going to, like, pray for you, and we're going to try to help you cross over. Didn't they do, like, that? Like, they circled up kind of, and they did, like, a little prayer to, Mm -hmm. like, help it. Oh, I loved that. It was so cool. It was very powerful. Like, it'll give you chills, definitely. And after they said the Lord's Prayer for Jackie, um, they asked it, they asked the spirit if it was helpful, and then the flashlight turned on. It was so cute. I don't, have we explained the flashlights yet? I don't think so. So basically, they're just, like, normal, like, little flashlights that they got from Home Depot, and you just, like, twist them on, or, like, twist it off. So, like, it's very cool to see when those go off, because they're literally just normal flashlights. Like, I don't really know how there's a way that they could fake that. Because they literally are just, like, sitting on, like, a table or whatever they put them on, and they don't touch them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so crazy. And, like, usually they help them answer yes or no questions, like, turn on the flashlight if this, or turn off the flashlight if that. Or sometimes the ghosts just let them know they're there. Just, like, turn it on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, like, randomly. So, from that wholesome story to a very not-so-wholesome story... So next they go to the stables, which is supposedly the most haunted part of this hill house. And they do the spirit box at first with Kat is the person um, saying the words and talking to it. And it's almost like it's talking to them, right? But it's like two people. Like there's good spirits that are talking to them and then there's like a bad presence. And you can just tell that it's not very good vibes. So they decide to stop it. And Selena wants to try her gift that we were talking about earlier where she can, like, disassociate. And she wants to try that by the stables and see if she can get more of a feeling of what's going on. And I'm going to read you exactly what this lady says. It's so wild. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. So she's sitting crisscross in the dark with her eyes closed. On the floor. On the floor. And she says, third stall on the left, two men. No one is speaking. There's a horse. One man spooks the horse on purpose, and the other man got kicked. The man goes to the guy that is laying on the ground and steps on his face, and then drags the body down the center of the stable and out the door. And then, during this whole thing, no one ever speaks. And then it just kind of, she says it plays in a loop. Over, over and over again, but she says it's within, like, two seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, it plays really really fast Mm -hmm. and I think one of the like weirdest things is that she's when she mentions the door she says the door with the window Mm -hmm. and then she like afterwards she gets up and there's literally a door like behind her like she wouldn't have been able to see that when she was doing this right and it like it literally is what she described it's so crazy another crazy thing that happened is while she is talking like she's still in her trance like state or whatever her brother which is there with them cross necklace breaks just like snaps in half not the cross just the actual like necklace just and it just falls to the ground yeah and it's like weird because it's not one of those necklaces that has like a clasp Mm -hmm. that you like it's one that you just put over your Mm -hmm. head and unless, I guess we don't know if he was, like, holding on to it while she was doing it or, like, if he was using it to protect himself or what he was doing when it broke. But I... Because they weren't filming him. They were only filming Selena. So, like, we don't know for sure. So mm-hmm. they would only be able to, like, tell us what happened. Mm-hmm. So 
I guess you can, like, put a question mark to that, but it's still crazy, like, what she said, that basically someone died in that stall, and I think it kind of represents the evil spirits that are down there. Yeah, and the fact that she could literally, like, after she got up, she, like, went over and started, like, reenacting it for mm-hmm. them. Like, she fully saw this scene happening over and over again and it took her a fat minute to try to get out of like that trance right and like it genuinely scared the like sam and colby and everyone else that was there yeah because i would be freaked out too because the stalls was also when they were doing the ss method it asked them to open the stalls to let something out to i don't i'm not sure yeah i don't know but yeah that's um thankfully selena's coming back for season two Yay! So, um, I think she actually came to the U.S. this time? I think so. Um, we're not quite certain, but... However, I did see a little video on their Instagram story of her having to go home early. I think she started, like, feeling sick or something. Mm. I'm not really sure, but I think that she still is gonna be in a video. There you go. That's nice. Um... All right, so then the third episode is at the Bel Air house. I believe they came back into the U.S. for this one. Mm-hmm. I th- correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's in Ohio. That sounds right. Because they went into, like, that area. They did a few um, episodes, like, within that region. Mm-hmm. So at the Bel Air house, they have Seth Borden, who they've filmed a few videos with before. Um, Crazy story about Seth is that he is actually a distant cousin of Lizzie Borden, who is known as an axe murderer. But I highly recommend you watch their video about that, um, because at the end of the video, they basically think that it wasn't her. Yes. Um, It's definitely like a um murder mystery right type of situation they're not quite sure what happened but yeah seth has i think weird things always happen around seth whether that's because he's empathic or whether he's like related to lizzie borden i definitely think he's pretty empathic he gets targeted pretty often and they actually didn't meet Seth at the Borden house when they went. They met him at the Conjuring house, mm. which is kind of crazy mm-hmm. because they just went to the Borden house before they went to the Conjuring house. So they didn't even know, like, right? they didn't know him before they went there. And then they found out after going to the Lizzie Borden house that he was a relative of her, which is wild. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, so Seth is with them, and... Um, they also interviewed the first investigator of the house, like, the first person who investigated it, and he said that one of the things, um, that he caught was, like, a ghost interacting with the tambourine, which was really weird because, and, like, Sam and Colby freak out because they're like, oh my gosh, the one light-up, like, toy, basically, that we decided to bring happened to be a tambourine and they have never brought we've never it seen before. it before in like an they just decided to bring it that mm-hmm. episode which is kind of crazy yeah so basically it's kind of like a cat ball i guess yeah whenever you touch it it lights up and then it obviously makes sound too mm-hmm. but um 
then it is said that there's supposedly 17 portals in the house and Seth freaks out a little bit because he's like oh my gosh I have this tattoo of 17 on my arm and like he shows them and um they're like oh my gosh that's such a coincidence and the owner of the house stops them and she's like there is no. there's no coincidences which is crazy because there is a lot of coincidences in Sam and Colby's videos mm -hmm. like little coincidences that you don't think much about until they become like pretty big later on you know mm -hmm. like that tambourine situation like right what what are the odds right is that just a coincidence I don't know anyway so then they get into it because of the seven 17 portals and so they start thinking, oh, like, can portals lead to, like, other portals in other places? So then in this episode, they start questioning whether or not Sam's attachment is actually from the Sally house or maybe he got it from before mm -hmm. or, like, if it can travel through portals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really... Um kind of continue this train of thought throughout the next few episodes too is what exactly are portals for the spirits like do they come to these specific places for like energy do they need someone to travel with them or can they just travel through these portals or vortexes on their own yeah and then another weird thing is at this house there's another little girl spirit always a little quotes, girl quotes <laughs> um named emily davis and she supposedly is also a daemon or demon um, oh isn't this the one where the tour guide calls it daemon? a daemon yeah okay which kind of um Cause set me off because i was like oh daemon salvatore oh no, my I'm just god kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. But well, I think they have slightly different definitions. But I'm not sure. Between daemon and demon? Mm-hmm. Mm, I maybe there is. I don't know. We'll have to circle back to that. I one. guess I didn't pay that close of attention. Um anyway. So Emily Davis is supposedly also a little girl like demon disguised as a little girl type of thing. Um and then we go into Mike um, basically saying that during the whole interview with the owner, um, there was a spirit, like, watching them the entire time, and, like... I don't know if you explained who Mike was. Mike? He, oh, Mike is the first... In, investigator of oh, okay the house. i don't think you said his name at the beginning sorry that's um, okay and like a flashlight because he said that because like a flashlight turned on and they're like oh like we didn't even know like you know someone was already like present like we haven't started yet we're just getting through the background info um and so then after they left both of the interviews they all gathered around this table and the owner um explained this new piece of equipment that they had called a portal and basically it runs through radio frequencies 
backwards and if it plays words forward that you can understand it means that the spirit is trying to like get them across or like put more energy into them so then you can hear them and it was so crazy because some of the voices that come through that thing are so creepy Scary. like it it like it can come through as like whispers and like oh my goodness that's the thing with the spirit box too is like they come they don't come through as like one monotone voice because so since it's like radio frequencies there's different yeah. like voices and also if you hear like the same voice multiple times like it's it's so scary and then like you can also hear things like behind like the radio like it's almost like in the background which is kind of weird um anyway um colby's name actually comes up twice during this session which i think kind of freaked him out um he was just like looking at other people that are like did you did you hear that oh my gosh i would be so scared um so that happened and it answers quite a few of their other questions throughout um the session but y'all have to go watch the video to (laughs) see that um and then towards the end, they do the Estes method again. And it's really crazy because it seems to be answering all of their questions, like, Im- almost, like, immediately. And, um... And they're upstairs now. Yes, they go upstairs. And, um, it's also kind of weird because all of the equipment that they have set up, like, the flashlights are, like still going off and like I don't think the tambourine ever goes off I don't think so I don't think they ever got that to work no but um then I believe it was Colby who went under so Seth and Sam were asking the questions and Sam like looked towards like the stairs and he freaks the fuck out he's like oh my god I think Maybe that was just, like, my shadow. I thought I saw a shadow figure. And I think this is the first time that Sam ever sees an actual, like, shadow figure himself. Yeah, and then Colby goes, it's me, or you saw me. Yes, like, the spirit box was, like, confirming it. Which is crazy, because once again, we talked about how, like, they've never really seen anything. And then they kind of, like, towards the end of the episode, they assume this is Sally or whatever's attached yes, to Sam. Yes, because it was also still, like, confirming that Sam had an attachment through, mm-hmm. like, whatever questions they were asking. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. No, yeah, he was freaked out because he thought he saw something, like, go behind the wall that's kind of by the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And um, it just kind of confirmed to him that he has an attachment. I think he's still in denial. At this point. Like, you could see the fear in his eyes. Like, his eyes, like, looked like he was about to cry. Mm-hmm. I would, too, if I was <laughs> in that situation. But, yeah, that was kind of, like, their final investigation for that episode. And moving on to their fourth episode, it's the West Virginia Penitentiary. And once again, they're with Seth. And this is... Not a great place. Like, there's probably a reason why this place is haunted, just like all the other places. Yeah. It was an awful place. Like, imagine the worst of the worst people, like, for crimes and everything, um, just were thrown in this penitentiary, and it was awful living conditions, and there was severe overcrowding, and it was 
very bad to live there. So, so much pain, grief, murder, like, everything you could imagine, like, emotionally was very high at this place. And another important part of this story is Red Snyder, which uh, Sam McCauley focused a lot on at, at this place. And he was basically the head gang member. Like, he was the head of the most popular gang in the um, penitentiary. And he was actually murdered by his best friend in his cell because his best friend had made a deal with another gang member, yeah. obviously, who would become the boss. And so he was brutally murdered in his um, cell. And we'll get back to Red Snyder towards the end because um, Sam kind of talks to him. But an um, uh, important part of this investigation was the new method that they actually used in the what was called the sugar shack. We're not going to get into why it's called a sugar shack. Um, but <laughs> basically they took out a piece of paper and they used the pendulum. Is that what it's called from the Ouija board? The, it's, it's like the thing you move with the Ouija board where you put your fingers on it and you yeah, move it's it. Like, it's like the eye. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember what it's called. I don't mess with Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> but they have that but it has like a pencil attached to it yeah they had it like specially made yeah they said like a i don't want to say like a witch made it but i think that's what they said or what I don't, a witchcraft I don't, yeah i don't remember exactly what they said it, it was specially made with special powers <laughs> <laughs> but they basically they do the same thing with like as you would a ouija board you put your fingers on it or your hand on it and you ask the spirits to move it for you and it came up with the three at first. They were thinking because it's Sam, Colby, and Seth. There's three of them. Yep. And then um, the second time they asked, it came up with a shoe-looking thing. I, I'm i not too convinced about this method. I'm pretty skeptical of it. I just feel like it, like it was a cool idea, but mm-hmm. like I feel like it doesn't work as great as like their other equipment that they've done but they only use it twice in this yeah uh season so we'll see if it makes a return in season two i have a feeling that it's not going to <laughs> i especially we'll talk about it in the um other episode it was the seminary i believe they use it again and it's i don't believe in that what what they came up with for that but we'll get into that later and basically, they did get good activity, though. They um, asked whoever they were talking to in the sh- uh, sugar shack to follow them up, and then they're in, like, a surgeon room, and they get their red pod to go off, which a red pod is, like, a um, it detects motion. Again, touch. It has, like, a... Antenna. Like, a field or whatever, like, oh. where you get close enough to it then it like goes off or whatever mm-hmm. and it lights up and it makes noise and it also detects like temperature change and everything yeah so and it also has a red light on it so they often ask the spirit to touch the red light um but they're getting um activity from that in the surgeon's room and they're also getting the music box in the hallway to go off every once in a while and they use the obelisk but i didn't i didn't really think any of it was really conclusive or like went together so um then, for their final investigation, they decide to split up. Um, Sam goes to the Red Snyder cell, and then Colby and Seth... Seth goes to the uh, guy who had Red Snyder killed. He yes. goes to his cell. And Colby, I believe, just goes to a random cell. Or does he go to the one where there's... One of the cells has a figure on the wall that's kind of, like, burnt out. It's like the... You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he goes to that room. Oh, that's so. 
Colby doesn't get much at all. Like, I don't think any of his devices went off. Seth had the EF reader. EMF, yeah. EMF reader. And basically, it detects radiation. Like, it's like electrical. Like, it has little um, lights on the top of it, and it goes from, like, green to red. And, and when like, electrical spikes. frequencies, like, energy frequencies, it spikes, yep. Mm-hmm. So Sam was actually talking to something through it, because whenever it wanted to answer its quest- his questions, it spiked to red. And basically just told Seth it wants it to leave. He wants Seth to leave. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically of what he got. But it was kind of scary, because it was only spiking when he asked the question. So then there's Sam in the Red Snyder room. And he had a flashlight set right outside the cell door. And he was asking all these questions because initially it had turned on. Like, he had asked, like, is someone there or whatever, and it turned on. And he was asking, oh, are you a prisoner? Are you a guard? Like, um, all these different questions, like, was this your cell? Are you Red Snyder? And nothing happened. And then he asked, are you an inhuman spirit? Flashlight Because he's so smart. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And then flashlight turns off and that's where he basically ends the investigation because he was like okay guys like i'm done like this is like not safe anymore something's here with us and why do they like continue to go off alone like they always come in groups but then they're always like yeah it's such a good idea let's split up yeah i don't i would never be able to do some of the challenges that they do nope I don't think I'd be able to do any of those alone challenges either. Um, moving on to Fairfield Infirmary, they go with Nate, who's one of their childhood best friends from Kansas, and then they also brought a fan along, which um, won one of their like giveaways, and then from their app, right? Yes, Explore Club, mm-hmm. and then. Dylan and Steve, who they've also filmed with before, and their um, channel, I believe, is called Haunted Nights. And then... They own a bunch of haunted places as well. I think so. And they do, I think they do, like, tours, and, like, they're pretty into the paranormal investigations. Yeah, it's, I mean, and it's definitely interesting following them on Twitter. Why? (laughs) They just post a bunch of... They seem like cool Stuff on there, yeah. It's it's funny. You should go check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so this infirmary is basically a place for misfits and rejects, and they were not given access or contact to the outside world, so they were pretty closed off in there, and... A lot of times they would actually cram like 10 to 14 people into one room. And this was like during the time when they really didn't have a lot of help for like disabled people or like mentally ill. Yeah. They probably were not treated the best basically. And like the rooms that they were in were so small like there was barely anywhere to even like like be next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, like a lot of emotion with that. Yeah. And, and like trauma. A lot of yeah, a lot of like negative energy definitely built up in this infirmary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was also um, a woman named Jane who 
accidentally set herself on fire because she had like like some kind of flammable like fluid got like on her clothes or something and then she went to go like start a fire and like you know yeah she combusted yeah i don't know if that's the right word i don't know either yeah (laughs) um anyway they end up you know, doing their investigating and get some answers from the REM pod, and then they decide to make Nate kind of like ghost bait, (laughs) and um, they ask him to lay on a gurney that was there, and they cover it up, up with a body sheet, so then the spirits could like go and like prep him to go into, you know, like the the, the place, or... yeah, like the morgue where they like put all of the dead bodies. And it worked. It did. It <laughs> it it really worked. Like I feel like Nate was scared as shit. Like he they got said, a lot of activity. He said that um, like the gurney shook. Like he could feel it like moving and like um, they got they got quite a few questions answered between like the flashlight and the REM pod and the I don't think the music box went off too much during this um certain investigation but they definitely got a lot of other things going off and um there were quite a few like audible footsteps throughout this video that I noticed like a lot of times they'll put subtitles saying that Mm -hmm. you can hear certain noises and you can't always hear them but I felt like for the most part with this video you could definitely hear a lot of the footsteps that they were putting up on screen yeah it's often hard like the camera microphone doesn't pick up a lot of the like very soft sounds so you don't get to hear them very often yeah um and then towards like the middle or like the end of the video um they started using the obelisk and it came up with sally's scream in january when they like filmed this so that was pretty scary because the obelisk is like just built from like a dictionary so how did like like, sally sally popping up on that just Mm -hmm. I feel like was very alarming Mm -hmm. um so then they ask the fan to choose either Sam or Colby to be chained (laughs) up on like on the wall with some handcuffs which is like I like when I first watched the video I didn't really agree with them chaining themselves up to the um, wall because this is where the patients would be chained up and they would be left there for days without food or like without yeah. they'd be just left there to die basically so I didn't know if it was like I understood where they were coming from with trying to make him kind of like a trigger object mm-hmm. I just didn't I don't feel like they needed to like chain him, him up like they did I feel like it was a little bit insensitive for them to do that but I feel like it would have been enough for um for him just to be up in that room and just maybe sat on the floor in the darkness. Right. And, and she picked Sam, by the way. Oh, yeah. Sam Sam was alone up there by himself. It just, it didn't quite sit right with me when I first watched the video. 
Um, just because of like the history, I guess, of those chains and what they represented for so many people and the yeah. trauma that was associated with them. And I feel like that w- like almost brought up negative, like more negative energy like mm-hmm. towards it. Like he was almost taunting some ghosts again. Yeah, because you know? that worked out so well before. Yeah, he already has one attachment. I guess he's trying to get a second one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he didn't get too much while he was alone. No, I think the main things that happened to him up there were he heard some whistling. I don't know that I necessarily heard it, like, through um, my speakers, but... But what was interesting is they were doing the Estes method downstairs while yes. he was chained up. Yes. And... It was kind of like referencing that Sam was alone upstairs. Yeah, and it would say things like going up and like... Alone. or Yeah. Just like kind of pointing out that like Sam was there by himself. Like Sam wasn't with them. Like it knew that he was separate from the group. Right. And... um, You could also... Another thing that happened with Sam's footage is that there were actually some clear footsteps, but I wasn't sure if they were actual footsteps when we, when they like pointed it out because you could also hear just like random noises throughout his footage. It was very prompt, like the footsteps were very loud, but Sam didn't react to them. No, not every time that like you could hear them through the speakers. Right. I don't know. Which is why we, because you can't see his foot and the, you can't see his feet in the um, like image that they were showing in the video. So we're thinking it could possibly have just been Sam moving around. Yeah. But I guess we don't really know. But that was about it for that episode. Yeah, the big takeaway was just um, Sam being by himself, really. And then um, it referencing, like the spirit box referencing that he was there by himself, um, away from the group. I think that the Estes method also, again, confirmed that Sam had some kind of attachment. Right. I don't know that it confirmed necessarily that it was... Sally, or, like, mm-hmm. if it was some kind of other spirit that was attached to him. hmm But. Yeah. So, the next episode is also with Dylan and Steve and Nate, and they go to the Madison Seminary. So, a seminary is basically a, a college where you would go if you want to become a priest or work in that line like in that career path I guess I don't know too much about the steps to become a priest I just mean either I just guess uh the seminary um was where you would go to like learn more about becoming a priest and then it turned into a home for women and children who had lost their husband in a war so um that obviously brought a lot of grief and trauma into the building and then it was an asylum for a while so once again kind of a more negative energy um, was brought to it, and then finally it was a police headquarters, but they were not there for very long. I think they were only there for a year or two, and when they were selling it, they literally listed that this house may be haunted. Like, they were telling the buyers that. But when Sam and Colby first walk in, they point out this doll, and it turns out that this doll has a name. Her name's Maddie, 
and the previous um, owners had handed it to the new owner. They're like, you got to take care of Maddie. Like, do you need us to change her clothes? Like, is she looking okay? And this, like, freaked him out, right? Because you're like, it's a doll. What are they talking about? Yeah, it's not like a real child. Right. So what the new owner thinks is that a spirit had attached to the doll because the doll was getting so much attention. And I'll kind of talk about an egregore later because they do mention it later. But that's kind of the thought is, like, spirits want to attach to something that has a lot of energy or a lot of energy is given to it because that kind of feeds into them. So another kind of thing we learn about uh, Steve and Dylan is um, Steve's kind of first real um, experience that made him believe more in... um, the supernatural actually happened at this uh, seminary. So the story goes is that um, there's this corner upstairs and um, Steve was with his group at the time. I believe there was three other people and um, he was just really drawn to this corner. And when he's standing towards the corner, his back is to the rest of the group, right? So he's kind of being like sectioned off from the group. And he doesn't usually like veer off from the group. He always like stays with whatever group he's with. Right. Like, and he, he knew at this point that he was acting weird. Like he, like afterwards he told him like, yeah, I, I just didn't feel right. But it's like, he couldn't stop himself. So, um, as he's facing the corner, one of the investigators leaves the room and he remembers Steve remembers saying one down one to go so there must have only been three of them total he remembers saying that but after that is when his memory like goes blank that's where he blacked out so he blacks out for part of the night and um Dylan who's obviously there with him um tells the rest of the story and he just explains how everyone became very combative like they were all yelling at each other and like disagreeing like because some wanted to leave some wanted to stay for the footage and like that's not normally how they are like they're just not normally very combative they're usually very like calm so something definitely was affecting their moods and Steve doesn't really go more in depth about how he wakes up from being like not all there but that was definitely something that changed how he viewed the supernatural and later um in the investigation they do like have him repeat the same steps but nothing really comes of that um another investigation that they do is they go into this room and there was an anomaly when they were doing like ground radar um in the middle of this room that it looked just like the bot a body like the same dimensions and everything so obviously they um went to dig it up and when they were digging the hole there's nothing there yeah that was so weird right so they obviously found something that resembled a body but when they go to dig it up there's nothing there and the story goes is that there was a young girl who was in a relationship with a priest and things went south Um, The priest obviously didn't want anyone to know that he was having a relationship with a, um, another girl that's, uh, I don't know if they're allowed to be married as priests, or... I don't know. Well, or if he was already married. Because I know as, like, a nun, you're not allowed to be married. I think certain... I think priests can be married, but I think there's a different kind that you can't be married Okay. But either way, he wasn't supposed to be with this girl. 
right? So the story goes is that he killed her, basically, and buried her body here. And Nate actually gets in the hole with the EMF reader, and the EMF reader is kind of how they communicate with it, um, whatever's there with them, and it keeps spiking as, like, it's answering questions and everything. But he is insane. I don't know why, like, how did he get in the hole? Like, I would not. Yeah, he literally, it's just a dirt hole, and he just (laughs) crawled in it with the EMF reader. (laughs) He's crazy. Oh my gosh. But after that, they go to Sarah's room, and once again, Sarah is a little girl that is supposed to haunt this place. And um, a big thing that happened during this episode is um, talking about how the closet might be a portal and how um, spirits might be able to travel from these different haunted places to other ones through the different portals throughout the house. Well... They're trying to, like, figure this out and ask whatever they're talking to, like, questions about that. And they basically come to the conclusion that um, whatever is with Sam is with him because he's taking him to these places. And it's gaining energy from it. Because Sam stands next to a flashlight and he's like, turn this flashlight on if you're with me in a little flashlight. They're constantly feeding into the energies whenever they're going ghost hunting, so... It definitely, I feel like, gives it a lot of energy to start communicating with Mm -hmm. them, and so... Well, if you're a ghost, why wouldn't you want to be attached to someone who is going to all these places with all these energy, and you can just gain more and more power and energy from it constantly because he's always going to these haunted places. Right, right. And then, this is where they kind of get into what an egregore is, um, which is basically the idea that a place is haunted because that's the energy that you put into it. So this house might have been haunted before, but since so many people are coming constantly trying to uh, talk to ghosts or to do paranormal activity, it's bringing more and more of that energy, so it's going to attract more and more spirits. So um, lots of places may not have been haunted at first. Like, it might have been just a rumor, but since people believe that and going there with that energy and kind of feeding into it it do, it does become a haunted place that's crazy mm-hmm. so don't don't go to your friend's house with that energy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding um the final um, you're not allowed to come to my house yeah right <laughs> don't do, do not do ouija boards or anything at your house please don't do seances at your house only leads to bad things so next um They go to the attic, and this is the second time that they do the Ouija board paper drawing. And this is the one that I was talking about earlier where I'm not too convinced that this is real. Although I thought this one was a little bit more interesting than the Mm. first time that they did it, just because of what it turned out. Right. So basically, they were getting a lot of, like, they were getting um, creaks and sounds from the door. The, from the room they were in, and they were getting, like, flashlight and red pod to go off while they were doing the drawing. But the drawing ended up being basically a loop, um, like, kind of like an L loop. Um, and they kind of, like, saying they're like, what is this? So, and then I believe it was Steve? I think so. That was like, oh, I know what that is. And so he runs into the room next to it, and he grabs um, a surgeon tool. That kind of looks like pliers, I would say. Yeah. 
Um, and I, it's... It looked like that tool that he brought, though, you have to admit. Yes, it did, but it's also a loop. Yeah. Uh, so... It, you would just have to see it to kind of make that decision for yourself, right. I think. I feel like, like, I don't think that they purposely drew the loop. Like, I just think that's how it ended up. But I'm not too convinced on this method. Like, it doesn't really give me any extra, like, oh, that's for sure, like, evidence, you know? Yeah, especially because what they say is that it's, like, half the spirit and half Mm. the group. So, like, it kind of takes, like... You're just supposed to take it where you feel like it should go. Mm, which is... Which is very wish-washy when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, evidence. Right. And then they're also missing with Ouija board parts. So who knows yeah. what's going on there. But, um, they're... So, towards the end of the episode, they kind of sit Sam down and they're like, so what do we think about your attachment? Right. <laughs> Because this was kind of after they had had the whole thing with, like, um, basically the ghost telling them, yeah, I'm attached to Sam. Yes. Right? And he's just, they're still trying to figure it out. Like, is it Sammy? Or, Sammy. Is it Sally? Is it um, something else? Is it not human? Um, Like, why is it attached to Sam? At this point, I think they kind of figured out why. They just didn't know how to get rid of it. Or what exactly it was. Like, if like they don't know where exactly it, it came from. Because more towards the end of this season, they're thinking that it's maybe before the Sally house. Like, right. it might not be Sally. Right, which is definitely interesting. Um, and I I have a theory on what where it might have come from. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is the Shawshank Prison. Or also known as the Ohio State Reformatory. And they also went with Steve, Dylan, and Nate to this I think this is a good location. group of guys. I think so. I think it's also interesting how different they act between having oh an all-guys group versus also having, like, Kat or, like, even with Selena. Right. You know, it's having definitely girls a different energy. I, <laughs> Different yes. vibe. They're definitely a bit more chaotic when it's just all guys. It's so funny that you can so clearly tell, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, at this reformatory, it is known that people were actually hung by their thumbs. Ew. Like, that would hurt so bad. Oh. It would, like, dislocate your thumbs. Right. And they were only fed one meal per day, which was actually thought of as, like, lucky because some of them, like, were not fed for, like, a week straight. Very Especially, like, in the solitary confinement. Like, they weren't fed, like, at all. Wow. The conditions at this reformatory were really, really bad. So, once again, it's, like, the theme of, like, trauma or, like just bad experiences yeah it's a bunch of like negative energy Mm -hmm. built up definitely Mm -hmm. and the conditions were so bad that some inmates would actually light themselves on fire like imagine having the conditions Mm -hmm. be so bad that you not only just commit suicide but like set yourself set yourself on fire and it was severely overcrowded as well yes that's another kind of trend is that 
when you overcrowd a prison, it doesn't go well. Yeah, yeah. There's actually one guy that um, had a certain cell that Sam goes in later who actually set himself on fire, and the inmates around him could feel the heat Mm. from the fire. Right. It's pretty gnarly. Ugh, that'd be awful. So awful. (laughs) And um, there was actually a funny part in the video that I wanted to bring up because it was one of my favorite lines. So the tour guide actually was mentioning how hot it got in the summers and so the inmates would like break out the windows but then by the time it got to winter it got really cold and the windows were broken out so it would literally freeze the water in their toilets. Crazy. And as soon as he said that, at the same time, both Sam and Colby say something, and Sam goes, how would you survive? <laughs> and Colby goes, how would you flush? <laughs> and Sam was just like, our priorities. Yeah, what? I thought it was so funny. Because I would definitely have been like... How their brains work is amazing. I would have been a Colby during this situation. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like how do they flush? <laughs> anyway. How do they go to the bathroom in general? <laughs> if, if it's cold enough to freeze your toilet water, I think that's the last of your concerns, to be honest. Yeah, wouldn't you, like, freeze first? Like, hypothermia? Well, water freezes at, what, 32 degrees? Yes. So, I, I mean, 32 degrees if you're, like, just without any blankets or anything is probably freaking freezing, but you yeah. probably wouldn't be in too much danger until it hits, like single digits and I'm assuming that they didn't have very thick clothing because I, they yeah. were just in whatever they were given right so so then they go on and do some more alone challenges because Why not? they're too much yeah. <laughs> and so Colby goes off into the chair room Colby's was the craziest yes so he went into the chair room where there's just one chair in the middle of the room and there's no windows and it's supposedly the chair will like move back to the middle of the room if you try to like move it and then Sam oh isn't there a supposedly a portal in that corner yes yeah because there was like a picture of like a blurry figure from the corner so the picture the tour guide showed them so like on picture 14 there was like it was just a normal photo of the chair and the walls whatever and then you go to picture 15 and there's just like this black spot on the wall behind the chair Mm -hmm. it was crazy Mm -hmm. so that's where uh colby naturally puts his chair is in that corner. <laughs> yes, he puts it in that specific corner, all the way in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then Sam, he goes around, he takes some laps around the solitary confinement, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like the, was I it solitary confinement? I think it was just normal cells. Just normal cells, mm-hmm. where he can go all the way around. He went around there a couple times. Because this is a huge prison. 
Like, yes. it took him, like, I think they said 30 he, minutes to go he, around. He said that it took nine minutes to go completely around, and that's how he knew how long it has been. Mm-hmm. Because... Well, because, just imagine, they told... the Colby's in this pitch black room, and they told Colby, we'll be back in, what, 10, 15 minutes? And he was there yeah. for, like, over it, 30 minutes. It was supposed to just be a 15-minute challenge, and Steve and Dylan were supposed to come back and get all of them mm-hmm. in 15 minutes and they left them there for like 30 to 45 minutes mm-hmm. so poor colby oh my gosh I oh would, my goodness his experience was so insane i feel like colby's was definitely like the best and the worst experience at the same time like they got a lot of things that happened to him like the rem pod was going off you could see like clear orbs the music box went off. Yeah, and he had the music box on the other side of the door. Because his door was closed. Yeah, but he could see the light underneath the door because mm-hmm. it was pitch black. And it was answering his questions, too. Yes, yes. Um, which is just crazy. Although, I thought the best part was him going to set up the music box or the REM pod and then coming back and trying to find his chair. <laughs> yeah, because he can't see anything. <laughs> and then as soon as he sits down, he just starts asking questions like he's having a normal conversation right. with spirits. Like, he is another kind of... Well, and the fact is that the orbs, like, because there's always the possibility of dust or whatever, but these orbs were going from the bottom of the screen to, like, the top. Yeah, like, they, they were, were taking moving. really weird... Patterns. Or, like, across the screen, like, it. it's just hard to explain how a piece of dust would move like that. Yeah. And then Sam used the ovilus, and he got some, some words to come through. I don't know if any of it really made too much sense, but... I think he freaked himself out more than really anything... Yeah, I think so. ...happened. Well, because it, it is kind of scary, because... That the part he's walking down is known to have shadow figures step out in front of you and like mm-hmm. step back into their sh- uh, cells. So I think he was just really like freaked out just by that. But I don't think anything like happened besides the words on the obelisk. And like Nate said when he was doing his alone challenge, he was like, I feel like it's mostly in your head. You're sitting here in the dark and there's nothing to like keep you from your mind making up things nate's like vlog is basically like uh like i'm gonna die tomorrow like kind of (laughs) thing like day 99 in the basement of the like prison it was almost like philosophical yeah i was like oh my goodness he's like telling his life story not really but he's like pouring his heart out because he's so scared um i mean they did like throw him into the deep end like the first paranormal experience he ever had was at the Sally house and now he's just doing all of these investigations with them right I know and uh so we didn't really explain what Nate was doing oh yeah Nate was in I forget what room it was but it was this like big open room Mm -hmm. and they go back down there later for doing the Estes method and nothing really happened to Nate while he was in there. He said his eyes were maybe playing tricks on him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and he said that he started to feel, like, really sick. Like, he had a pretty big, like, pounding headache, mm-hmm. and he said that he had pretty bad body aches, mm-hmm. and he didn't know if that was just him, like, getting scared or, like, because of the cold or what, mm-hmm. but 
then after the alone challenges when they were doing their transition into doing the Estes method and more investigating Nate did tell them that he was feeling really sick and he actually decided to go back to the hotel mm-hmm. he, but uh he actually ended up feeling better once he got away from the yeah which was really crazy like they facetimed him later and he was like yeah it's so weird I got back and now I'm just like starting to feel better and then that leads into the final um Estes method. Yes. So this Estes method was actually pretty crazy. It was answering questions like no other. But it was like cryptic too. Yeah. Like I feel like the spirit box is always cryptic, but it's sometimes hard to tell when they're messing with you and not, yeah. or when they're not. I feel like a lot of words were also coming out. I think even at one point Colby was like, I don't even know what it's talking about <laughs> anymore. He is just spouting off words right? that don't even make sense. Um, but some things that they did put together were, like, it said it was framed for murder and that it was innocent, and they didn't know whether to believe it or not because it could be just, like, lying to them because they were acting as if they were guards. Mm. And then it also brought up, you're filming me. Like, it knew in, like, real time what was happening. Mm -hmm. And... Then towards the end of the method, it said that it already hurt one of them. Mm -hmm. And the weird part is, and they didn't think about it until they were done with the method, is that the one of them that they hurt might have been Nate because he went home sick, which is pretty crazy. Because, right, because they're in the same spot of where Nate was doing his solo. Yes, this was the same room that Nate was in for his alone challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. <laughs> um, and then that leads us to the final episode. Dun dun dun! <laughs> the Stanley Hotel. So Sam and Colby have a little bit of um, experience with the Stanley Hotel, I guess you could say. This is where they really kind of started using different... Um, paranormal like tools equipment equipment because before they would just sit in a circle with candles um (laughs) and then like do stuff like that and seances right so the first time they came they actually um used the spirit box for the first time before they ended up breaking it yeah but it so i guess it was kind of the the beginning of their journey and now it's coming full circle back again to the stanley and um this is actually where we get introduced to Amanda and Mackie for the first time in this series. So Amanda and Mackie have their own YouTube sh- channel. Oh, what do they call themselves? The Spooky Boos? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Amanda is actually a medium, and she can see ghosts, and they talk to her. Like, she has very strong medium psychic powers. And she... It depends on how much energy the spirits are giving her, though, because sometimes she says that she can only feel them. It depends on how much energy when, like, she can see them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember when they were going to tour a ship together. What was the ship called? Queen Mary? Yes, the Queen Mary. And when she was in the shower that morning, before she was even, like, had gotten there, someone had... A lady had come and talked to her while she was in the shower, and they actually met that lady later that night on the Queen Mary, which is kind of wild. 
But um, basically, the <laughs> so Amanda, they um, first met Sam and Colby. Uh, Mackie wasn't with Mackie wasn't with Amanda when Amanda first met Sam and Colby. It was just Amanda, and it was at the Conjuring house. They went to the Lizzie Borden house before the Conjuring oh, house. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. So um, it was the Lizzie Borden and then the Conjuring, and um, that's kind of where like their relationship start started like on YouTube. Like then they've been kind of collabing ever since then, mm-hmm. and. So, obviously, Sam and Colby get to a Stanley Hotel, and they have to ask Amanda about Sam, uh, Sam's attachment. Like, yeah. have you seen anything? And she drops a bombshell. She's like, <laughs> yeah, like, the first time I met you, you had someone with you. And he was like, I had what? Yeah, and you didn't, you didn't tell me? And, and she was like, yeah, like, I told my mom. I told Maggie about it. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And she just didn't tell him. Mm-mm. So, which is kind of crazy, you just didn't tell him. And she, I think, she said that she wasn't sure what it was. Like, she, she can tell if it's usually, like, a family member or it's a, a female or a male, which is, like, what we were talking about with the other medium they had um, earlier. But Amanda couldn't really tell what this was, but she did know it was a childlike figure. It wasn't tall. Yeah. So... Once again, back to Sally, but once again, they met at the Lizzie Borden house, which was before the Sally house. Yeah. And a she, good while before. I think she said that she was pretty certain that it was not a, a human spirit. Right. Like, she it was. Because it was just a black else. figure. Yeah. Is what she said. And then, and then they just kind of move on. <laughs> yeah. Like, the video doesn't really go much more into that until the end of the episode. Um, but just a couple of spirits that like to roam the Stanley because the Stanley is, um, in Colorado, in Estes, Colorado, and it's actually where the Estes method was, um, founded, and they actually talked to the guy who founded the Estes method and do do a spirit box session with him. I'm surprised we didn't put two and two together when it was called the Estes method. I guess I just assumed it stood for something. (laughs) Um, Estes stood for something, but it makes so much sense now. Um, but, um, some ghosts that are often seen as Flora, and which is interesting because usually she, you can tell it's her because it smells like flower and with flowers, and when they first walked into their room, it smelled like roses. Yeah, and they didn't know that mm-hmm. when they first said that. Yeah, they all walked in the room, they're like, huh, it smells like good in here, like, I wonder what it is, and then the tour guide later told them about Flora. Um, and then there's the cowboy, which is in... The, uh, the other one of their rooms, because they got two rooms. And he likes to give girls kisses while they are sleeping. Creepo. Yeah, so um, girls will wake up and they'll just see the figure above them or see the figure at the bottom of the bed. And it it's a cowboy because he usually has his hat on, you can tell, but I don't know if you can really make out, um, like, details. I think it's just a black figure, but he likes yeah. to, like, kiss them on, like, the chin or the forehead. And doesn't he like to hang out, like, in the closet, too? Yeah. Well, I think that was a Sam and Colby thing. Because the last time they went, they got a lot of activity in the closet. But That's then what I was thinking. Amanda, and then Sam was like, okay, Amanda, look in the closet. And she's like, I have no vibes from that closet. <laughs> I'm getting nothing. Yeah. So, I guess it just depends. Um, another ghost is Lucy, which they like to talk to a lot. And she uh, supposedly was a 
runaway teenage girl and she was hiding in the concert hall during the winter to just try to keep warm and the security guards would always um kick her out so the story goes is that one night the security guard kicks her out and then finds her the next morning frozen to death so um she's just rumored to haunt the basement of the concert hall because that's where she would hang out to try to get warm away from the cold and then finally we have a lot of ghosts here um (laughs) all the friends yeah so finally oh actually this is not the last one this is the second to last one um but probably i would say the most important one dennis is what they dennis that's what they call him because that's kind of what they've the staff at the stanley i've heard over like spirit boxes or like obelisks is the name dennis and um he's the prankster of the group he likes to scare people he likes to um just really cause chaos. <laughs> and uh, the tour guide showed a picture of what supposedly is Dennis to Amanda. And Amanda freaks out because it looks like her childhood demon that used to live in her house. So kind of the backstory on Amanda is that she lived in a very haunted house growing up. Like, there was a lot of paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. And... We kind of think that's how she got um, so in tune with her sixth sense. Yes. Um, But it really freaked her out because she did not want to have any association with Dennis because of how much trauma, like, was caused by her childhood home. Um, And they kind of run into Dennis um, out in the hallway where in the the basement of the concert hall, but Amanda doesn't want to, like, go look out there for him, so they really don't do much with Dennis. Um... Next is Paul, which is a security guard who died of a heart attack, um, scooping snow, I believe. And he um, is known to, like, you can hear his keys um, jingle jingle um, when they're actually in his room and they're just sitting there talking the toilet flushes without any prompt or anything. And this could just be plumbing, you know? Yeah, but, like, no. Right. <laughs> I never... I've never personally had my toilet flush on its own. Um, I think I would have been scared shitless. Well, okay. (laughs) Well, the other thing that's kind of related to, like, the bathroom is there's a bathroom through a window, like, kind of, like, on the other side of the building, but they can see the light from the bathroom from where they are. Mm -hmm. And the light from that bathroom keeps flipping on and off and on and off. So once they're done like talking to Paul they go over there and there's nobody there like that's where their tour guide was sitting but he said he never got up or anything yeah so um that was interesting but the biggest investigation they did was in the basement of the concert hall where they did the Estes method in front of this mirror and this mirror is supposedly a haunted mirror because whenever people take pictures in front of it you can see other people and wasn't it just, like, dropped off at the hotel? They're like, we don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yep, it was just dropped off, and the hotel was like, oh, okay. And nobody knows, like, who dropped it off Mm-mm. either. No, it was but just it's very haunted. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could be something, or it could just have been a mirror that was dropped off, and then the spirits that were already there just make themselves known through it. Mirrors freak me out now. I know. Don't look at yourself in the mirror too long. Don't put a mirror at the end of your bed. Yeah, why would you do that? Because it'll create some kind of portal, I've heard. Well, I thought that it's was bad just... juju. Okay. 
Okay, I won't. I won't. Um, but basically, during this um, final Estes method, uh, Sam, no, not Sam, Colby goes under. And when they were talking to the founder of the Estes method, he talked about becoming a conduit, which is um, basically just like leaning back in a chair and just like letting the ghost speak through you and just like kind of zoning out. Kind of like what um, Celine did. Selena. 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 Sorry. I don't know why I said that. Um, so it goes really well. Like, well as in they got a lot of activity, but probably pretty bad if considering the activity that they got. Um, it was immediate responses to uh, what they were saying, like... Colby was only responding when they were asking questions, which was crazy. And it would just rapid-fire talk all the time. And Amanda was getting pretty bad vibes. Like, because it kept, it kept saying, like, I'm going to come with you or I want to be with you. And Amanda was like, you are not welcome to come with us. Like, no, we just want to talk to you. And um, so what they kind of got from uh, the SS method is that, once again, Sam has an attachment. And it's like, focuses on Sam. So what Amanda recommended is that he asks it to leave and stay at the Stanley because it would still get that energy that it wants from Sam at the Stanley. Because it, it said things like power um, and energy, like through the spirit box. So um, they go to the staircase that's at the Stanley, and it's the staircase with all the mirrors up and down. So basically mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge vortex. Right. It's said to be um, a huge vortex where a lot of spirits can pass through and the idea initially they said was so that um spirits can leave <laughs> but i think it ended up uh attracting gaining more. a lot of spirits yeah um but the series ends with sam asking it to leave and we don't think it works basically well because i also saw like, during their um, editing process. So they film all of their videos before they even release the first episode of the season. And towards the end of the season, I saw on their Instagram story that Sam was saying that he still, like, had an attachment like things were still happening to him mm-hmm. so, so it must not have listened or he got another one but i want to get into what we think the attachment is yes so or where it where it comes from where did you think where do you think it came from i think it's definitely like amanda said i think it came before the sally house mm-hmm. i wonder if maybe it came from the queen mary mm. The first, their first investigation. Like, yes, because that was the very first time that, like, made them believe in ghosts and start ghost hunting in the first place, because they communicated through a series of knocks for like a half hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. I think that's valid, but I think it's much more likely that he got an attachment being stupid. Um, so before they really did like full on investigations, Sam did a bunch of like challenges or seances or like, uh, what's the one guy called the, not the boogeyman, but the, 
The Shadow Man? Yeah, the Shadow Man, like, where he did, like, a seance where he invited him into his home and you're supposed yeah, to... Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff in their old house, those 3 a.m. challenges. Yeah, and I think it's much more likely that something attached to him during that process because he was... obviously didn't know what he was doing, obviously wasn't being very safe about it, um, and he probably ended up with an attachment. Do... I think Sam likes it a little bit. Yeah. I think I think he almost likes it because then when they go places, they're getting a lot of activity because of it. I think he I what I think is that it would make him more empathic. Cuz Sam and Colby want to be empath so bad. They do. They they want they just they talk they have t- uh spoke about how they're becoming more sensitive as they do more and more investigations, but they're not like Kat or Selena or Amanda and even Mackie, who I think is Mackie's pretty empathic. sensitive to it too. Um, which is crazy that those are all girls. First yeah. of all, I always think, we're a bit more sensitive. Well, I always think that ghosts are a bit more sensitive to females than they are males, just in general. Um, especially uh, children. Um, yeah are much more likely to speak up if there's females there. Maybe because we're not as threatening, I guess, because a lot of these spirits are old spirits from a long time ago, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, gender norms then are different. We're different. Yes. <laughs> but. All right. So let's go into our rankings oh, for yeah. this season. Okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So my number one, I had the Stanley Hotel just because I think the um, Estes method was so powerful at the end, and I think they got a lot of good um, action from it. And then I had the Shawshank Prison because, like we talked about, Nate even had to go home, Mm -hmm. and they got a lot of activity there as well. And then I have the Bel Air House, um, the Hill House, Fairfield Infirmary, Fort Henry, Madison Seminary, and then last I had the West Virginia Penitentiary. I just feel like there wasn't anything. I can't say penitentiary. I can't say it. <laughs> penitentiary. Penitentiary. Pen- anyway, <laughs> anyway, I didn't think they got too much action there. It's not. I don't like ranking these because they. All are pretty good episodes. Like, I think they're all good. Emma disagrees with me. but No, I think they were all good. I just... I I don't think that they got too much at the West Virginia Penitentiary. Right. Than, like, they did for the rest of the episodes, which is why I also put it as my eighth. Mm-hmm. But it was still a good episode. I thought this season was very well done. Mm-hmm. And... Their editing was on point, like it always is. Yeah, They're can definitely... we talk about the jump scares? Like, if you oh want, my goodness! Like where they put up those images, and it's just so. And those creepy. sound effects. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh! It definitely the editing definitely adds to it. Yeah. Um. So for my ranking, it's pretty much the same as Kenna's. So I had the Stanley Hotel for my number one. Number two is Shawshank Prison or the Ohio State Reformatory. Then it's the Bel Air House. And then for my number four, I had Fairfield Infirmary. And then my five was Hill House just because I personally liked 
the Fairfield Infirmary video a little bit better. Yeah, I just put Hill House before it just because of uh, Selena's, like, yeah. uh, out reenactment or, like, uh, I'm not sure what the right word for it is, but her images that she shared I thought was really crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I had Fort Henry for number six. Seven is Madison Seminary, and eight is the West Virginia Penitentiary. Um, I thought that this season was actually better than what I expected. I thought it was actually... I think this season thing that they're doing now is actually really cool, especially after watching um, Hell Week Mm. last year in October. Well, they only did a few um, episodes after Hell Week before Mm -hmm. they, like, cut it off. So we had to wait a fat minute before they even released these episodes. Mm -hmm. And now we only have to wait, like, a month. It's only been a month or so since. And they're going to be doing Hell Week again this year. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. Um, so season two, obviously, is Sunday, like we mentioned. Yep. And the I... The empath. I hope they invite uh, more, like, like more empathic people like Amanda or, like, a cat or, like, a Selena mm-hmm. back. Like, I think Mackie and Amanda will be returning, and then they'll also bring in, I believe, Nate and Seth again, okay. and, um... Selena Spooky Boo is also going to be making an appearance along with Call Me Chris, okay. who is also on TikTok. I, I really like uh, Dylan and Steve, too. I know. I don't believe that they are actually going to be making uh. an appearance this season. They were not on the... Um, poster. The poster, okay. yeah, that they released, but... Yeah, he's, uh, Sam and Colby have been saying, like, some of these experiences, like, have changed their lives, and that's what they said about season one, too, Mm -hmm. so. Definitely for Nate. Nate was, like, thrown into the deep end, and he's just, you know. Now he's just there. Well, because the Sally House was them trying to get Nate to believe, and then the, you have to watch the Sally House episode. It is Both the Velisca House and the Sally House are crazy. Yes, very crazy. So, for the Empath Season 2, the lineup is Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum, which is in Las Vegas. That's going to be their first episode, which is airing this Sunday, the 22nd. And then the rest of the lineup is Ms. Paw Hotel, the Crescent Hotel, Demonic Goatman's Bridge, Bowers Mansion, Victoria's Black Swan Inn, and Cosmopolitan Hotel. So, what do you think is going to be happening during season two? Do you think Sam's finally going to get rid of his attachment? No. You don't think so? Do you think Colby's going to get an attachment? No. Um, I think (laughs) that whatever is with Sam is not a good thing. And I think that it likes what Sam is doing too much. To let go. He said he's easy. (laughs) I just think, why, if you're this, like, powerful, like, demon, why would you let go of someone who goes to all these spooky places? Yeah. He gets all that energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I'm expecting a lot of good things, because Sam and Colby always produce good videos. Yeah. 
I am actually really excited for season two. It's been a long month wait. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Gotta see what's gonna happen next. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed mm -hmm. and we'll catch, catch you on, on the flip, flip side. side.